Good morning, good day, or good evening. My name is Eli Rowe, and this is the Middle-Aged Witch Podcast. Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. I am also apologizing for this episode being so late. I had major, major technical issues yesterday. Mercury is still in its shadow, but it's wearing my patience very thin. Um, But this is the first episode of 2024, and I just thought it would be nice to spend some time thinking about how we can use the energy of this time of year to help us get into the right mindset for any changes or intentions or manifestations that we've set for ourselves. And I I don't mean that just in the sort of new year, new me kind of way. All there is, there's nothing wrong with that. But just in the spirit of the energy around this time of year, it really makes sense to align ourselves with it, to support our big ideas and our big plans for ourselves. Yes, January 1st is behind us, but this wave hasn't crested yet. There's so much freshness and power around this time of year. You know, we've already had the solstice, the days are already getting longer, but there's still a lot of winter ahead of us. And along that same vein, there's still a lot of newness that's left in this new year. I mean, God, the the lunar new year hasn't even happened yet. It won't happen until February 10th, I believe. And the reason that I bring this all up is because we can continue to infuse our resolutions, our intentions with this energy for a good long while yet. We can keep riding this wave. And even if we've already worked our spells for the new year, or if we haven't, we can still fine tune this work or we can put it into motion if we haven't already. And so that's where I'm coming from today. And I specifically wanna talk about how we can use the new moon and the full moon this month to either set things into motion or to continue to support those intentions that we already set. The month of January is such a blur. It can be, you know, kids are still on holiday vacation. We're still coming down from our holiday hangover. We're still getting used to writing 2024. We're still putting all of our appointments into our new day planners or whatever the case may be. The fact is that January is just a very transitional time. And this month is a good time to really crystallize our plans for the coming year, this whole month. And that's why today's episode is about release and renewal. We are going to talk about all of the ways that we can use the new moon energy that's coming for us on January 11th to release the things that we intend to leave behind us. And we're going to talk about how we can then use the full moon energy, which will come to us on January 25th, to renew or to refine or to even establish our commitments to ourselves. And By the way, the things that we talk about today are valid for every single new moon and full moon of the year. We don't have to wait for the beginning of the year to make big moves. I've said it before, but I will reiterate it. The best time to make big changes is whenever the mood strikes. Inspiration comes when it comes. We can't plan for it, and then we don't need to sit on our hands and wait for some auspicious lunar phase to put our inspiration into motion, into action. 
but since we are already in the midst of an auspicious time, we can use this to our advantage. And so that is what we are going to talk about. Whew. So just to retread a little bit of ground, let's go quickly through what the new moon means for us as witches. Now the new moon, which as we said, will come on the 11th, is also called the dark moon. And this moon phase is associated most closely with the crown and the heart chakras. Now the crown is the seventh chakra, and this is what connects us with the divine, with consciousness and cosmic energy, and with enlightenment, and with spiritual illumination, and with knowledge and wisdom. And the heart is the fourth chakra, and this is associated with balance and with compassion and empathy and with healing and nurturing and love and affection and relationships. So if any of these associations align with the intentions or plans that you have set for yourself this year, then maybe consider doing some spell work or at least some meditation or mindfulness activities to either support or kickstart those intentions on and around the new moon. If you happen to work with deities, the Morrigan is often called the dark moon goddess. She rules battle and she rules courage, death, destruction, empowerment, which is going to come up a little, a little bit, um, and hexes and messages and omens and nightmares and just power in general and prophecy. So if you're doing work in any of those areas for this upcoming year, then maybe consider some spell work or some ritual work during this new moon. It's going to be a good idea. This is also the moon phase that we look to when we are searching for wisdom, when we are doing work that requires us to look inward and to be very introspective. When we want illumination in a situation or an area of our lives that we are having trouble seeing clearly, when we seek hidden knowledge, or when we are working on our shadow selves, the new moon is a really good time for this. This is also a great time for banishing work. And maybe surprisingly, this is also the best new moon phase, I'm sorry, the best moon phase for new undertakings. So the best workings for a new moon, in my subjective opinion, are those times when we're trying to start something brand new from scratch, something that is going to need to grow and build upon itself. Spell work for new projects that we are beginning from the ground up are going to be really well supported by this energy. And so when we couple that with the blank slate energy of the new year, you know, now we are really cooking with heat. Now, in addition, I think that the new moon is the best time of the month for doing work um, around facing our shadow selves, of really looking at our true selves full in the face and acknowledging the things that we do and the ways that we think that aren't really something that we're super proud of, things that we're in denial about. You know, we can hide a lot about ourselves from the outside world, but we can hide it from ourselves too. And so the new moon is an opportunity to pull those aspects of ourselves out into the light and confront them, if not change them. The new moon assists us with beauty and with beginnings 
and darkness and destruction and self-improvement and psychic abilities and renewal in all of its forms. Which brings us to the new moon. Sorry, which brings us to the full moon. And, you know, as witches, the full moon gets all of the attention. That makes sense. It's arguably the most beautiful moon phase. But the full moon is just also really powerful. The full moon is associated with the heart chakra, just as the new moon is, but it also rules the root chakra, which is the first or the base chakra. And this is associated with manifestation and vitality and all of our attachments for better or for worse and with comfort and endurance and grounding and motivation and security and stability and all of our physical needs. It's very earth-centric chakra. And the full moon is also associated with the goddess Selene. Although Selene is a moon goddess in a general sense, not only in the moon phase, but approaching her during the full moon is very common. Selene is the goddess of cycles and of calm and tranquility and enchantment and moon magic and nightmares and sleep and youth and beauty. It's very ethereal and mysterious. And the full moon itself rules wisdom and protection, particularly for children and pregnant women, um, illumination and creativity, divination work, psychic abilities and accomplishments, energy, growth, and healing and emotions and intuition. So if, you know, part of your new year plan is to get insight on an issue that's been plaguing you, maybe you aren't sure what the truth of the matter is, med meditating on it during the full moon is going to give a lot of clarification. The full moon, as we also know, is a great tool for charging crystals and tarot decks and amulets and charms and talismans and, of course, making moon water. And full moon rituals are very common for witches who are setting intentions for an ins entire moon cycle, you know, meaning that we've worked some sort of spell or manifestation and we're setting it into motion at the full moon with the purpose of using the magic of an entire 28-day cycle to energize it. And so when we extrapolate that to consider the effect we can have on the entire year by doing this work in alignment with the January full moon, we can start to get an idea of the power that we're dealing with. Full moon rituals are a really good way to bathe ourselves in the power and the energy of the moon in its fullest form. And to let it be said, sex magic is really powerful during the full moon too. So Consider that if your intention needs a supercharged kickstart, that combining sex magic and the full moon will get a really strong, undeniable result. Now, if you are already happy with all of the new resolutions and workings that you've done, and let me just say that the January full moon in particular is associated with beginnings, obviously, but also with healing and strength and protection magic and money work. So maybe you might just want to throw something together for one or more of those intentions any damn way, whether this is meant to, you know, roll through the entire new year, or if this is just something that you want to put into place right now. And because I love a good spell that's easy to do and that's inexpensive and effective, we are going to talk right now about creating an empowerment stone. And we can use 
any regular old stone, one that we found that feels like it wants to work with us or a hagstone or, you know, a stone that we found on the beach or on a hike or just in our own property. But also, we can also, if we've got a nice piece of tiger's eye or malachite, those are going to work really well too because they are uh, associated with empowerment. And then first, what we've got to do with this stone is to cleanse it because we want to prepare it to receive that the magic that we're going to put into it. And we can do this in the usual ways using salt or smoke. And by that, I just mean, you know, submerging or covering the stone in a nice layer of salt in a small dish overnight, um, or just running it through some incense smoke. And then once it's cleansed, we're going to want to consecrate it or dedicate it for its divine purpose. And there are a lot of general ways of enchanting our stone once it's been cleansed, but I prefer a four-pronged approach. And this uses candles and oils and herbs and words. So it's not complicated, but the way I do it is this. I'm going to choose a candle. And of course, as we know, white candles are suitable for every purpose, but we can also use a candle with a color correspondence to the intention that we are setting. And so for empowerment, I like yellow or gold. And whatever candle color that you use, we're going to carve our intentions right into the surface of the wax. So we can carve the word empowerment into our candle, or we can choose other additional words to go along with it or phrases even but i might choose words like boldness or blessings or abundance or confidence and strength or whatever keywords come to mind for you personally and so once we've got our phrases or our intentions or power words carved into that wax we're going to then anoint that candle with just a general purpose anointing oil or we could use olive oil or we can make a custom blend. And you know I love a custom blend. And we have many, many infused oil recipes that we've talked about on this podcast, and you can find those transcripts on the website, uh, middleagedwitch.com. But a really good oil infusion for this purpose um, is something you can make at home. Super simple, super easy. You're just gonna use your carrier oil. In this case, I would personally use olive oil. And then we're gonna add well, I would add jasmine and patchouli and lavender and dragon's blood. I would use either the resin or the oil, whatever I happen to have on hand. I would add sandalwood, um, definitely cinnamon, definitely bay, um, tarragon, nutmeg, or cloves, or any combination of those. Use what you have. Do not go out and buy anything for this. We're witches. We make do. So we're going to anoint our candle with whatever oil that we choose or with the oil infusion that we've made. And then we're going to roll it or sprinkle it with some herbs that we've ground into a nice powder. And these herbs can include any or all of the herbs that we used when we created our oil. Um, and I would also include basil. I would include sage, allspice, blessed thistle, um, high John the conqueror root, um, maybe saffron if I had some. It's pricey, but I do like saffron. And I would definitely add some salt. And again, if you don't have all these ingredients, just use what you do have. And or, you know, do a Google search. Find other herbs that you might want to include as well. Again, what I'm giving is just an example. So anyway, we're going to sprinkle that herb mixture onto our anointed candle. And then we're going to set it on the altar. 
and we're going to light it. And while that flame strengthens, we're going to pick up our stone and we're going to anoint that with our oil as well. And don't use a ton of it. We're not trying to grease this thing up. Just a couple drops on this item on the stone is plenty. And we're going to rub it into the surface of the stone while we focus our energy on deriving our intention into our stone. We're going to start speaking our chosen power phrase aloud. And as we do this, we're going to speak from our chests with power and conviction and authority. And the phrase that I like to use, um, this is an adapted phrase that I've used from a different spell that came from a book I really enjoyed. And the book was called Backyard Garden Witchery. It's by Laurel, uh, Laurel Woodward. This book was a birthday gift. It's such a beautiful book. I really enjoyed it. But the phrase that I use is as follows. <clears throat> I let go of my fear and embrace the abundance life has to offer. By herb and stone, I am empowered. I release all hesitation and open to the infinite possibilities for my greatest good. I am blessed. And then repeat this over and over until you're basically chanting it, until you don't even need to think about the words you're saying because they're just pouring forth. Repeat it until you start to feel that energy, not just going from you into this charm stone, but also beginning to radiate back out from it until you've released all of that energy into the stone and into the universe. And then I'm going to leave my stone on the altar overnight to soak up all of that beautiful moon magic. And again, this is something you can choose to do on the new moon or on the full moon. And just allow your candle to burn down safely and allow all of that magic to settle into your stone. And now we've got a beautiful empowerment charm that we can carry with us at any time. I can keep it with myself at work. I can keep it in my car, in my purse, in my bra. And this can be recharged every full moon, which is also a good opportunity to give, our, give ourselves a monthly check-in and just make sure that we're happy with the track that we're on with our intentions and our resolutions. And that's all there is to it. And that's my time today. So once again, have a wonderful new year. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of you and a part of your journey on the left-hand path. My name is Eli Rowe. And this has been the Middle-Aged Witch Podcast. May our troubles be less and our blessings be more and nothing but happiness come through our door. information presented is the author's opinion and does not constitute any health or medical advice. The content of this podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any condition or disease. Please seek advice from your healthcare provider for your personal health concerns. Mm -hmm.